the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Let's all throw up before breakfast. Kellogg's is doing their best to make that happen for you. Now, I loved uh, sugared cereal when I was a kid. Ate a lot of it. And I still treat myself to Frosted Flakes. Maybe some tricks on weekends. And I made it to adulthood, allegedly. But uh, now, Kellogg's is the latest company that just can't leave kids alone. Are, are, are you ready for Together with Pride cereal? It showed up on the shelves today, and here's the press release. Quote, limited edition Together with Pride cereal. And, it, and by the way, the box has pictures of the Kellogg's character, uh, characters like Tony the Tiger and Snap, Crackle, and Pop on the, on the cover. And um, Anyway, limited edition Together with Pride cereal. Hits shelves across the country today, making the latest collaboration between the Kellogg Company and GLAAD, that's G-L-A-A-D, LGBTQ plus icons and friends of GLAAD will start their day with the new cereal to celebrate that no matter who you are or who you love, you are too awesome to fit into a cereal box. Fans can get involved by joining the Boxes Are For Cereal Challenge via TikTok, and for every box purchased and by uploading your receipt, Kellogg's will Kellogg will donate three dollars up to one hundred and forty thousand dollars to support Glad's efforts in accelerating acceptance and advancing equality for the LGBTQ plus community. Remember when you were uh, happy to get a I don't know a Sergeant Preston of the Yukon Telescope and a box of Sugar Smacks? Well, now your kids are going to get a lecture. I don't have a little, any little kids anymore, but if I did, uh, they wouldn't be getting any Frosted Flakes or any other cereal made by Kellogg's, I can guarantee you that. When we come back, we're going to check in on the latest insanity from California. People who don't exist getting thousands of dollars in financial aid for college. Well, the people actually getting the money exist, but they're using fake names and they aren't in college and they're getting the money. And in our second half hour, and lots of money, by the way, and in our second half hour, Jason Miller, the founder and CEO of Getter, he's going to be here to talk about Elon Musk, Twitter, and Miller's old boss, Donald Trump. Stick around. When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. And speaking of zero... Right now, get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products. Lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate and inspection today at windowsarustpittsburgh.com. You've tried the rest, now try the best. windowsarustpittsburgh.com. Windows Dr. Mehmet Oz confessed, quote, I'm not socially conservative. Mehmet Oz is a liberal on guns. Listen to him in his own words. How do we keep guns out of the wrong person's hands? Red flag laws. Even worse, Oz supported New Zealand-style forced government gun buybacks, tracking gun owners with universal licensing, and an assault rifle ban. No wonder Mehmet Oz confessed, quote, I'm not socially conservative. Mehmet Oz, a Hollywood liberal and total fraud. Dave McCormick, he's an Iraq combat veteran with a bronze star. He's a proud son of Pennsylvania and a sportsman. Dave McCormick is a conservative who you can trust to stand up to the woke liberal mob and protect your Second Amendment rights. Honor Pennsylvania Inc. is responsible for the content of this advertising. 
Not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. Paid for by Honor Pennsylvania, Inc. HonorPennsylvania.com. This is John Stoggerwald. You know, I used to think that all towels are pretty much the same, but I found out with my pillow towels, that's not the case. Towels just don't seem to dry anymore. They feel soft and lotiony in the stores, but you get them home and they don't absorb. Well, Mike Lindell at My Pillow found out that around 2006, towels changed forever. They started importing them and adding softeners and other things to the cotton that made them feel good, but they didn't work. He found the best towel company right here in the USA, and they have proprietary technology to create towels that feel soft but actually work. They're all made with USA cotton. They come with the MyPillow 60-day money-back guarantee. You can get a six-piece set, two bath, two hand towels, and two washcloths made with USA cotton, soft and absorbent, regularly $109.99, now $39.99. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the towels. Enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087 for these great radio specials. Make a difference in your life that impacts you for years to come by traveling to Israel this year. Sign up today for the thrill and excitement of visiting the Holy Land this November with nationally syndicated media host Dr. Sebastian Gorka and renowned author and filmmaker Dinesh D'Souza. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com for details and to register. On the tour, you'll step into history with mouth-watering cuisine, picturesque scenes, and magnificent people while visiting over 40 iconic sites and sacred places you've only read and heard about for years. Pray at the Western Wall in Jerusalem, float in the mineral-rich Dead Sea, and take a boat onto the middle of the Sea of Galilee as you experience something transforming in your life. Call 855-565-5519 to reserve your spot. Again, visit StandWithIsraelTour.com to book your trip today. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, if the economy and the state it's in, you wonder if there are any good investments out there. But I would think investing in a U-Haul franchise in California would be a good one. I mean, it's hard to believe any normal person wants to live there anymore. Uh, Democrats have destroyed what was once a pretty nice place. High taxes and wasting money are two of their favorite things. Adam Andrzejewski is the CEO and founder of OpenTheBooks.com. He's here with the latest. Adam, always good to have you on. Thanks for coming on. Well, thank you, John. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me on. So uh, before we get to uh, people who don't go to college getting financial aid for college, <laughs> let's, uh, <laughs> let's start with the $300 billion secret that you uh, are looking into out there or have been looking into. Well, for the past 10 years, our auditors at OpenTheBooks.com have tried to crack open the books on the state checkbook in, in the state of California, the line-by-line payments of where taxpayer dollars were spent. Now, we can get this at the federal level all the way back to 2006. That was the brainchild of legislation on a bipartisan basis between then-Illinois Senator Barack Obama and a legendary U.S. Senator from Oklahoma, Dr. Tom Coburn, that opened the federal checkbook all the way back in 2006 to transparency. We get the state checkbook in 49 out of 50 states. Now, we had to sue Illinois, a Republican comptroller back in 2012, and the Republican state auditor in Wyoming for their checkbook in 2018. Now, California is the lone holdout. So we sued them in 2020. It took two years. We thought we were going to win in court. We have never lost. And the comptroller, the controller, Betty Yee in California, she was making the argument to the, ju- the Sacramento Superior Court judge that it was an undue burden on her office to produce even a single transaction. And she admitted she paid 50 million bills last year. We thought it was absolutely a ridiculous argument, but the judge bought it hook, line, and sinker. We got nothing. And so what we did, we got that decision in February after two years in court. And what we did is we filed a request. We always have plan B. We're always going to crack open the checkbook. So we filed the the request on all 500 California state agencies. And we're already two-thirds of the way through of assembling the state checkbook like a jigsaw puzzle. And this summer, we'll have it. And then we're going to do a lot of fun work on oversight. I'll bet. But um, so you have a controller or comptroller. I don't know which which one she's called. I never understand the difference between the two. But anyway, uh, Betty Yee is her name. Um, if she is not 
going to be expected uh, to – I mean, isn't the job description – uh, part of the job description to keep track of where the money goes? I mean, isn't that why she's getting paid? Yeah, it's her constitutional responsibility. Yeah. And make no mistake, anyone who makes the payments can track the payment. Ask any small business owner. Ask any husband or wife in a household. I mean, seriously. Like, it's absolutely ridiculous. It's absurd to the nth degree that the, the controller in California says that she doesn't keep a centralized database and can't locate, her words, any of the 50 million bills she paid last year. But... Uh, she's still employed, and that's I'm guessing that's an elected uh, position, right? It is, but she's termed out, thank God. And so, you know, there's a Democrat running, and uh, the former controller in the city of Los Angeles that oh, opened boy. the checkbook in Los Angeles. So he's running, and then you got a Republican solely running on the issue. And he's a, he's a Stanford professor, and, and so you've got a candidate in each party, if they were elected, uh, it would be a new day. They would definitely open the state checkbook. But what what was in it for Betty Yee? Uh, uh, for was it is it just incompetence or is there something nefarious there? Uh, if, if they're not oh, telling I, you where the I, money I went, think, oh, it's highly embarrassing, especially in the state of California. I mean, think about this: just on unemployment, uh, mis uh, improper payments alone. $20 billion went to the wrong person last year, including a billion dollars that went to prisoners, including killers on death row. If your spending is off that bad, can you imagine what's in $300 billion that's never seen any uh-huh. sunshine? And you said a billion dollars went to prisoners who, who, yeah. who claimed to be unemployed? Million. $810 million. Yeah, they, they <laughs> unemployment checks. And... and and so you know that. Are the media covering this? Or are they ignoring it? And if so, if they are covering it, where's the outrage from somebody aside from you? Well, I the mean. media did cover it, and our op-ed was also published in just last weekend in the Orange County Register and the 10 other papers across the state that they own. So we're helping get the word out. You know, we're going to assemble the state checkbook, and here's the first project we're going to do. We're going to take Governor Newsom's campaign donor disclosures – we're going to run them through the California state checkbook, and we're going to fact check whether or not Newsom is engaging in the highly unethical practice of soliciting campaign money from state vendors. Now, what, what is, explain what that would be. How, how does he do that? Well, if you're a state contractor, it would be highly unethical if the gover- governor is soliciting a donation from you. I mean, every single one of those things would be on its face a conflict of interest. We did this project back uh, for, we did this project in 2015 in the city of Chicago. We took Rahm Emanuel's campaign donor disclosures. We ran them through the city of Chicago checkbook. Here's what we found. 600 city donors gave Emanuel $7 million of campaign money, and those vendors had received $2 billion in city payment. Again, this is, this is insanity, but... Um, if Rahm Emanuel ran for mayor until two, 3,022, he would get elected by the same people. Well, he, well, he's up for uh, ambassador to Japan, actually. Yeah. So it's you know it's highly critical. We talk about his record, and he's, his ambassadorship uh, is being held up not by Republicans, but by progressive Democrats because they didn't like the way he he. Uh, he, you know, with the police and the and the different police shootings, they didn't like the way he handled different videos of that, and 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 you know he, that he wasn't forthcoming with, like when Laquan McDonald got shot in the back by a police officer, um, that video was held for years, and they didn't like that, so they're holding up his ambassadorship. Now um, we're we're talking to Adam Andrzejewski, uh, CEO and founder of OpenTheBooks.com. Are you in? You live in California, Adam? No, I live in Illinois, which is the Super Bowl of corruption, so we definitely <laughs> yeah. understand the Illinois yeah. playbook. Yeah, yeah, you got a lot of things to work with out there. Um, but but so how – you say California is different from the other 49 states in that, that if you – it may take you a while and you may get some resistance, but in the other states, if you want to find out where the money was spent, you can do it? We can. We can file one request in all other 49 states and we can get the line-by-line state payments. 
Now, I want you to know we post that for free for everybody to access on our website at openthebooks.com. You can see it all. We don't even charge you a fee for it. Um, now, in California, you know, we tried to sue the comptroller to turn over that record. Obviously, we lost. So now, you know, in California, we got to file 500 requests with each individual state agency. Now, to their credit, they're complying with our request. We're, we're, we're about two-thirds of the way done, and we're assembling that checkbook, like I said, like a jigsaw puzzle, without the controller, Betty E. But the, when you make these requests, whether it's California or any, any of these uh, projects that you enter into where you're trying to dig up uh, what's being done with the public's money, um, does anybody – are you always 100 percent sure that you're going to get resistance? Does anybody just say, oh, yeah, come on in. Yeah, we think that's our duty to show you. Happy to have you well, in. The, you know, we, we filed 47,000 Freedom of Information Act requests last year. And we successfully captured virtually every dime taxed and spent at every level of government across the entire country. This had never been done before. So, look, most governments, they comply with transparency law. They turn it over. Now, in the first year, when you go into a new state or, a, you know, solicit a new unit of government for their checkbook or their employee payrolls, you might get some questions. You might get a little pushback. But after you work with them for a year, they... uh you know, most people comply with the law. Yeah, and and uh, but what is so is the is California's only defense that it's a little bit too much work to try to. What do you know? We got all this paperwork and we, everything's on paper. We can't we can't go through all this. It's an unre, it's an unreasonable request. That's their only defense. Yeah. That was their defense that it was an undue burden on the office. They actually in California, there's a balancing test. The judge balanced the burden on the controller versus the public interest in disclosure. Now, I don't know how you ever lose that but for a California courtroom. I mean, $300 billion, the public interest in seeing where our tax money is going certainly outweighs the burden in producing the record. I mean, we're going to be able to do it without the controller. But the judge bought that argument. She said that the burden on the office outweighed the taxpayer interest and the citizen interest in seeing where our money was spent. And this is an appointed judge, not an elected judge? You know, I haven't, I haven't delved into that. I don't know if he's elected or appointed. That's a good question. Yeah. Uh, so, but Betty Yee, speaking of taxpayer dollars, uh, people are, are paying her salary in California – Nobody, oh, yeah. nobody has said. Uh, nobody has said that Betty. Uh, Betty, could you please justify your existence? Is there nobody? Or there's a thousand. There's a thousand people that work for her. Think about that. She's got a thousand employees. Oh my! What are they doing every day? I mean, it's just insane. You need to hire a private detective to just follow like three or four of them every day and see what they do. <laughs> or, or, I agree. Or, they don't do much. Or get a well, spy you know, to go into the government. There. When you work for government, you got a ton of paid time off. So, you know, between vacations, holidays, sick days, and all the other things, I mean, you know, it's basically a four-day work week every week. We're talking to Adam Angievsky. He's the CEO and founder of OpenTheBooks.com, which everybody should probably check out every day if just to see what's happening with the money that is confiscated from you, either in the form of sales tax or, worse than that, income tax. Um, so then there's somebody named Barack Obama and another person named Donald Trump, both of whom are receiving financial aid for college in California. How's that happening? <laughs> so in, Cal in California, the state government admits now that there's 65,000 fake students enrolled fake. in the California junior college system. 65,000 fake st students that don't exist. <laughs> The students aren't real. They're fake, enrolled by hackers. Hackers hacked the system, and they were being pretty public about it. There's a video. So if you go to openthebooks.substack.com, just the Open the Books Substack account, yep. you, can, you can read our entire expose on the 65,000 fake students. And there's a link to the YouTube video of a hacker that has 70,000 followers. You know, so YouTube will take down videos from, say, President Trump, 
but they'll leave up the hacking video of how you too can enroll in a California junior college in under seven minutes. So, once you're enrolled in the once you're enrolled in the school, you get an email address with .edu. At a minimum, then you can commit fraud. For instance, like on Apple iTunes, you can get a student discount, right? Mm -hmm. And all the other ways, as a, as a student, you can save money on products. So just at a very high level, there's already fraud baked in right from that video that still exists to this day. And But but people are getting checks from, from the state of California for financial aid for college, though? So once you're enrolled as a student, you're eligible for up to $5,000 per semester in federal student aid. You're also eligible for state student aid. And so, look, if there's 65,000 fake students... The upper bound on that at $5,000 is north of $300 million. Now, we were, I put together this investigation with a whistleblower. She's a professor. She got interested in this because one out of every three students enrolled in her class were fake. They were taking up seats from real students. They closed out her class so real students couldn't even enroll in her class. But a third of the class was fake, and that's where you get the names Barack Obama and Donald Trump, because they were enrolled in her class. And they didn't show up for her class. Barack didn't, never showed up. <laughs> and so she estimates, she's been on this for the last 15 months, and she estimates one out of every 10 students, quote-unquote, enrolled in the California Junior College System is a fake. That would be 180,000 students. And if they each got five grand a semester... The fraud would be close to a billion dollars a semester. This is just sick. Uh, Adam Angieski, of, uh, CEO and founder of OpenTheBooks.com. So the voters out there in California, uh, they're willing to reelect government officials who are perfectly okay with people pooping in the streets. Um, why would anybody expect them to have a problem with any of the things that you just described? Well, you're, you're exactly right. Now... We, we hosted at OpenTheBooks.com on a Zoom, Victor Davis Hansen. Mm -hmm. And there was a question that came up in the Q&A. Is California lost? And, and Han Dr. Hansen's response, I also put that up at our Substack, OpenTheBooks.Substack.com. And he, he actually provides hope for all of us. He said the state may be at an inflection point. And here's why. It can't continue to go on the way it is. That we've meet, he said we've reached about the maximum apex of complete chaos. <laughs> if you go any further, if progressive policies go any further, you have complete chaos. And so he thinks that a reversal is coming for California. Well, that's good. I have about a minute and a half, two minutes left here. Uh, you also do a thing called Waste of the Week at uh, OpenTheBooks.com, yes. and I just was checking it out today. I don't know if this is this week, but... Uh, it, this the uh, the the headline here intrigues me. Waste of the week at the national desk. Consultant charging five thousand dollars an hour to lower educational standards. Where's that happening? Uh, that's happening in California. Oh, okay. You've got a <laughs> you've got a uh, a consultant in a okay. She's paid for by a grant for low performing students. She advocates. Well, one of, one of the things that she advocates is that there isn't, there isn't natural talent among a student, which is crazy. Of course, there's natural talent. She says that you should slow down algebra, you should slow down calculus classes and push it back and not have it so early. So basically a dumbing down of the curriculum. And she actually, she made $40,000 for eight hours worth of work at this, at this one school district in California, um, teaching other teachers her philosophies. Oh boy, I got I got less than a minute. I got to ask you this one: City of Baltimore's red light hell. What's that? Oh, this is a story that's that's cascading through the city of Baltimore. We filed a Freedom of Information Act request for all of the last five years worth of tickets in the city of Baltimore from these red light cameras, and there was 1.1 million tickets issued. Uh, but the Department of Finance says that over 800,000 people paid. But the Department of Transportation in the city said that less than 700,000 people paid their ticket. So they're off by $11 million. And the mayor's office, <laughs> the mayor's office doesn't even know how to answer it. 
they don't even know how they're off by $11 million. Now, I have to say, I would refer this over to the state's attorney, but she's under federal indictment for things in her personal <laughs> life. Oh, boy. And we just filed a request for credit cards, and there's her office as the state's attorney, the top law enforcement officer in the city of Baltimore, they were spending hundreds of dollars on Bluetooth Beanie Babies, and they spent $106 on a triple X large men's Santa suit. So I don't think we're going to get anywhere there either. Hey, uh, Adam, it's always good to have you on. Uh, I think you must have a lot of fun in your job in a lot of ways. But this is so ridiculous, (laughs) it's a a comedy act. But I appreciate you coming on. Thanks. Thank you. Okay, that's Adam, 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 and Jayevsky of uh, OpenTheBooks.com. I'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Italian Premier Mario Draghi meets with President Biden this week in Washington as Europe faces another whatever-it-takes moment with Russia's war in Ukraine raging on in its eastern flank. Both Rome and Washington will emphasize their historic friendship and shared desire to help Ukraine defend itself from Russia's two-month-old invasion. At the Tuesday meeting, energy, climate change and promoting global economic prosperity are also on the agenda. Still, their differences in tone over the war. Drag is pushing for even a limited truce to allow talks to resume. Statements by Biden and his emissaries have been more aggressive, suggesting both regime change and the goal of weakening Russia. I'm Charles Dilladesma. On Wall Street, stocks remain in the red. The Dow down 497 points. This is SRN News. About to compare a pepper shaker to a cash-out refinance. Hang with me. You know when you're at a restaurant and they ask, would you like some fresh ground pepper? And then they crank that giant tube, but almost nothing comes out? For me, only a certain amount of time is socially acceptable to wait. I know that getting that pepper out might make my life better, but it just seems too impossible. And that's what we hear people say about the cash-out refinance. People realize that the value of their home has gone up like hot pepper the last few years, leaving all this extra money sitting inside their home. But is it too hard to get out? It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage. If you're interested in cashing out the extra pepper in your home, we're good at doing all the work while you just sit back and relax. And often, your mortgage payment and years in the loan will stay the same. If you'd like to hear about your options, we... Our United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Metal Park Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to Animalist Consumer Access. Federal corporate Animalist number 1330. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. Jay Sekulow explains the consequences of the leak. You have to understand the internal insurrection that has taken place here. Somebody inside the Supreme Court of the United States stole a document, leaked it to Politico for the purposes of what? Putting pressure on justices to get the legislature enacted and to undercut the integrity of the Supreme Court of the United States. Secular, live, weeknights at 6 on AM 1250. The Answer. As a former congressman and the ranking member on the Judiciary Committee of the U.S. House of Representatives, Doug Collins knows what it means to fight for what he believes. And on every episode of the Doug Collins Podcast, he'll explore all topics from politics to life advice and blend them together for a well-rounded discussion that you can use to get the most out of your life. The Doug Collins Podcast. Subscribe today on Apple, Google, Spotify, and at SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule. Changing the world one life at a time. I'm a long-time health person and Ph.D. scientist by background. And as soon as I started taking the product, I noticed a difference right away. Even though I take a lot of different supplements, I noticed a change for the better with this product. And the idea, when I first heard about the product and what your company was doing, I thought, boy, this is the way you make a vitamin. So I'm very happy with it on several levels. Not only do I feel the difference from this product, but I'm happy that there's somebody out there making a product like this. Experience the Balance of Nature difference for yourself. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code Balance. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP, Pittsburgh, a division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. Stuck 
and traffic, we've got the answer. Some solid delays. Parkway West inbound, stacking up Carnegie to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Could take you an extra 20 minutes through that. Parkway East inbound. It's all backed up between Greensburg Pike and the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. Also downtown 2nd Avenue to the Fort Pitt Bridge. A little volume outbound. Bates Street up to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. Outbound 51, still slow from Edgebrook Avenue down to Library Road. On outbound 28, heavy route 8 to the Highland Park Bridge. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer. Weather. Clear skies expected for tonight. We'll see a nighttime low of 47. Sunny skies for tomorrow, the high 74. Clear skies once again tomorrow night with a low of 48. Mostly sunny Wednesday and pleasant. A nice afternoon for outdoor activities. We'll reach a high Wednesday of 75. Thursday, plenty of sunshine. We'll reach a high Thursday of 78. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Well, maybe you've heard that Elon Musk bought Twitter for $45 billion. It's kind of been in the news a lot lately. Uh, we're still waiting for what's going to happen with that, uh, if and when he's able to take over full control. But what happens if he does, and what happens to other social media platforms like Getter and Donald Trump's uh, Truth Social? Jason Miller is the founder and the CEO of Getter and a former senior advisor to Donald Trump, by the way, and he joins us now. Jason, thanks for being here. Hey, it's great to be with you. Thanks for having me. So let's start with how Getter's doing uh, about 10 months after it was launched. So we are doing great. We launched just last July. Fourth of July is when we kicked off and we surged from the fastest social media platform to ever hit a million users. We did that in only three days. and We got to a million and a half users after only about 10 days. And now here we are going into uh, the early part of May. We're up to five and a half million users with about half of those in the U.S., half international. But the big stat, the big thing that we're talking about today is the fact that Getter Livestream, we're broadcasting shows not just from all over the U.S., but around the world, we're now up over 117 million live stream views just since that feature kicked off last October. And what, what, is, uh, what is the live stream feature? I mean, I know what a live stream is, but how, what, what's different about that that uh, they don't have at uh, Twitter, for example? Well, great question. So Twitter right now, remember at one point they went and acquired Periscope, and then that feature really seems to have died off, not something that's really maximized. What we're starting to do is, as we really bill ourselves as the all-in-one free speech platform, we have our traditional timeline, like people might have with Twitter, but obviously we don't use political discrimination to pick winners and losers. But with the live streaming, we now have broadcasts going on from starting 6 in the morning till 10 at night from the U.S. and all around the world, where we have Everything from journalists such as Andy No, uh, entertainment and commentary from folks like Steve Bannon, uh, and we have a number of different news outlets, whether it be Real America's Voice or Right Side Broadcasting or Newsmax, who are putting their streams on Getter as well. And um, if if someone wants to do a live stream, what's involved in getting it up there? Great question. So right now we have it on a, we take it on a case by case as we start to, start to onboard. We usually have somewhere on a 40 or 50 different broadcasts going on in a specific day. And then when we get to uh, May 17th, uh, coming up here just another week or so, then we'll be expanding out live streaming to all different uh, verified users. And obviously if someone's uh, broadcasting a radio show or a streaming show or something of that nature, then we can go and uh, expedite that and get them going up and running right away. But it's shown to be a great expansion of audience and again since we're not picking winners and losers in the political uh, debate as far as saying these people are allowed to have free speech but these these people are not it's become a great resource to make sure that no one's message is ever taken away from them so if i were to want to live stream this radio show uh do i have to pay to have that done or is it just a matter of getting uh, in line and and getting a spot it- It'd be just as simple as putting in the request. We get you uh, verified and ready to go with that right away. Obviously, we love the idea of having additional content creators. Right now, uh, we have folks from Brazil, the U.S., 
Germany, UK, France that are pretty much on there on a, a near daily basis. A uh, number of shows are broadcast every day of the week. Some might be once or twice a week. And so it's this growing community where people are saying not only are we a free speech platform, but we're also content creators and we're a destination where people can come and find commentary that they like that's, uh, that's unfiltered and that they can get and they, they're not feeling like they're going through the mainstream media. And so how long would it take for someone to, to go from deciding they want to do a live stream to getting it up on Getter? Uh, so it's a pretty quick and immediate process. Obviously, there's the, the logistics if someone wanted to, say, do it from a studio or do it from uh, their home or if they want to do it from, say, out and about when they're on the road. I've done live streams from both. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've done sometimes I've uh, in fact, I'll be doing one tonight when I kick off uh, the first of my uh, evening shows. I've done a number of live streams before, but this will be the first one that we're branding as Miller Live at, at 7 p.m. Uh, but I've done them literally just walking back to the office after grabbing a, a pizza for uh, the, the rest of my teammates. Uh, and so you can do it in-home, out-of-home, so it's pretty quick and easy to get up and running. Uh, we're, we're talking to Jason Miller. He's the founder and CEO of Getter uh, and a former senior advisor to Donald Trump. Um, so uh, this guy named uh, Elon Musk, he uh, decided <laughs> he wanted to get involved in the social uh, media business. How is, that, how is that going to affect Getter? Great question. So here's the thing on Musk is obviously uh, Twitter is a marketplace competitor, and it's really if Twitter had not been exercising the uh, censorship and political discrimination in the way that they have been in recent years, there wouldn't be a need necessarily for Getter. But we saw what happened with whether it be the suppression of the Hunter Biden laptop story or President Trump being completely deplatformed. We saw that we needed to have additional free speech platforms. So with Musk, if he's able to come in and try to get Twitter's heads screwed on straight, that's a good thing. Even if they're a competitor, that's a good thing for free speech. Anything that helps move that platform more towards impartiality when it comes to how they run their moderation practice. Here's the challenge for Mike. There are kind of two big challenges. Number one, even if he moves at light speed, he probably won't be able to take control of Twitter and start making some real changes there until later in the year, early next year. That means it's after the midterms. And as we saw what happened in 2020, a lot of things can happen down the home stretch of an election where people start getting kicked off, certain voices start getting censored, etc. The other challenge for Musk is that Twitter's problem isn't one of innovation. Elon Musk is the greatest innovator of our lifetime, one could even say possibly in history, uh, whether it be the boring company, Tesla, SpaceX, the man's a genius. But coming in with a visionary approach to new features is a lot different than coming in and changing a broken culture. That's traditionally the type of leadership where you bring in your, your proverbial Jack Welch to give people a, a swift boot to the rear end. Yeah, so knowing what you know now, after having been involved in the launching of Getter and now the maintenance of it and the growth of it, um, what do you, what is going to be his biggest problem? And uh, it's it's going to take you say till the end of the year, possibly. Um, is he about to find out that it's a lot more complicated than he thought it was before he took it over? Yes, and in fact, Twitter's already had to put blockers in place to make sure that engineers and coders weren't coming in and messing with the algorithms or messing with key features in an unauthorized or unapproved manner. There, literally, we've seen the reaction from Twitter where they had to have the, the special session with the CEO to come in and say, no, don't worry, you're not all going to get fired. Um, uh, you're all, and then Musk immediately, or, you know, pretty shortly thereafter said, actually, we're going to probably need to chop about a thousand people or, you know, upwards of 15% of our, our workforce to become more profitable. Uh, but the, the culture at Twitter has changed from something where I believe when they launched, they probably did uh, have the, the good intentions of connecting people and promoting free speech around the world. But now it's become something different where they want to promote free speech if you agree what they're saying. So what Elon Musk is going to have to do is completely clean house. And here's the thing I know about running a social media company. It goes down to every moderator, every coder, every engineer that's working on it because individuals have certain levels of access can go and make changes. If Musk doesn't completely clean house, they're going to be there. And I, I tell you, what I see as being the real litmus test is if they decide to invite President Trump to come back on the platform. Anything short of that, in my opinion, is just window dressing. So would you are a, are a former advisor to uh, Donald Trump. What would Donald Trump's response be? 
So what President Trump has said so far is that he will not go back to uh, Twitter. I think obviously he's launched his own platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's he kind of has to say that right now. Uh, if say if, if President Trump does decide to run for president again in 2024, uh, which I, I believe that he does, uh, I was with him uh, on Friday night. I went to the rally in Pennsylvania, and while there was no formal declaration, he definitely sounds like someone who is yeah. pretty serious about running again. Mm-hmm. And again, that's not the biggest surprise. I mean, you can see right. his rallies, and, and you can deduce that. Right. Uh, but I, I would recommend to President Trump to get on every available social media platform out there if he runs again, because he's going to want to get his voice out to as many people as possible. But it's interesting what you said about uh, what Musk is going to have to do, because that was going to be my question. Uh, it's one thing to go in and become the new boss and start, uh, you know, the, the, there's a new sheriff in town, and this is the way we're going to do things from now on. But that's not going to work. He's going to have to. He's going to have to bring in people who um, are not uh, affected, haven't been contaminated by the culture of Twitter for the last how many years? Well, and so this is again, this is the challenge because I know in our early days uh, when we were hiring people for Getter, we would always get the well, are you going to be going up against Twitter or up against Facebook? I don't want to get on the the opposite side of these these bigwigs. And in fact, one of the um, where I thought was one of the real defining moments for us as a company is when I got someone to turn down a job offer from Google to come to us. And that's when I kind of have that internal feeling that, you know what, we're really onto something here. There's a desire to get some new people in. But I will tell you that we go through a lot of resumes. We contact a lot of people to be engineers and coding experts and things like that for our platform who just have a, a very uh, ideologically left of center perspective. And, and they want to put that stamp on whatever they're working on. They don't uh, want to ha- be working on a platform that truly is open to free speech and welcomes people from all different uh, points of view. That's the challenge for Musk is even finding a lot of the people who are qualified and well-skilled enough who don't mind uh, going in and actually having a more balanced platform, uh, whether it be the wokeism or just the culture in Silicon Valley uh, has moved so far to the left. I don't think most people realize just how far to the left it's gone. In fact, even if you're even if you're living in Silicon Valley and you identify as an independent, uh, people automatically think that oh, that just means you're a Republican who changed you an independent, so you wouldn't get uh, canceled. And uh, so, unless you're a card carrying member of the Democratic Party, a lot of these platforms uh, don't think that free speech really applies to you. What about the people who suggest that uh, Musk move them out of California? Where are you guys located, by the way? So our headquarters is in New York, right mm-hmm. near Central Park, and uh, which, again, uh, not necessarily the most uh, hospitable environment right. in its right. own right. Uh, but as far as Musk uh, moving them out of California, I think that's a, an interesting idea. I don't know if uh, the talent, if they're going to be able to go to one other specific place to be able to amass enough talent to do it right away. Uh, but look, this is the, this is the kind of thing where Musk, being a, sp- a really smart innovator, probably could come up with some different ideas on this. But uh, it, it would, I think, it would uh, be very smart of him, though, to get that company out of Silicon Valley uh, because the the culture there is just completely rotten from top to bottom. How many people work for Twitter? Uh, I believe the number for Twitter. I, I think if I have it right, is somewhere around seven or eight thousand. I believe is the number. Um, uh, I, I think that's it. And what what about Getter? How many you got? So with Getter, between our full time employees uh, plus our, our full time contractors, uh, we're up over um, uh, up over a hundred. And then uh, with our moderators, uh, that probably uh, puts another hundred uh, in there. Obviously, those are a lot of those folks are full or part time contractors. Uh, and so we have uh, all together, when you look at every facet of the operation, we're probably a couple hundred strong. We're talking to Jason Miller. He's the founder and CEO of Getter, uh, a former advisor to Donald Trump. Uh, and um, you said you were at the reception, um, not the reception, the rally in Greensburg Friday night. Well, what were your impressions there? First of all, the fact that President Trump can still get several thousand people to stand around in a torrential downpour uh, in a, a rainy May night in uh, suburban Pittsburgh uh, tells me that, that this man still has uh, the juice when it comes to the political influence. Uh, the rally was on behalf of Dr. Oz, the Senate candidate there, and they, of course, have their um, the contest uh, coming up, uh, obviously, in Pennsylvania is what, the, a, week from, uh, a week from tomorrow. Um, so the, the fact that President Trump can still uh, turn out that many people, uh, I think, was, was pretty darn impressive. 
uh, you know, a couple things really stood out. One, um, President Trump's having a lot of fun doing this. Uh, I mean, it's, you know, I could see a lot of candidates or politicians or different people saying, eh, it's raining, it's a, it's a rough night, I'm not going to go and do it. But he really seems to, to relish diving into these things. And I tell you, those, those fans and supporters um, and voters who are showing up, uh, they're gonna, I think they're going to show up and vote for uh, Dr. Oz. I have not, just in my role with Getter, I have not uh, endorsed or, or taken a side in the, the Senate contest. Uh, that wouldn't be my place to do so. But I think President Trump really made a pretty uh, convincing case why people ought to be supporting of Dr. Oz, and we'll find, a, uh, find out a week from tomorrow if that ends up holding true. It was my impression that uh, Dr. Oz didn't, didn't get a great reception. Uh, there seems to be a lot of pushback on him. Uh, as a former advisor, uh, you say you don't want to endorse anybody, but um, what does Dr. Oz have to do to overcome the, the suspicion that he's not as conservative as he says he is? So this was interesting, uh, being at the rally itself, and I heard that there were some less than positive um, uh, reactions or, or booze, et cetera, um, in the, when they were showing some of the videos earlier. Uh, uh, but when President Trump was there speaking, when he brought Oz up, uh, it, it was all positive. So any of that that may have happened was beforehand. I mean, I was, I was right there near the president. And, uh, everybody was, uh, at least that was making noise, was cheering. I do think that President Trump moved the needle pretty strongly, especially as he started laying out the differences between Dr. Oz and Dave McCormick. And so I think that having a strong push from President Trump uh, and making clear that uh, in his mind that, that Dr. Oz is the, the MAGA candidate uh, in the final days or final couple of weeks here of an election, I think we'll probably move the, the needle in Dr. Oz's behalf, but you know we'll find out for sure a week from tomorrow. You've been in politics a long time. Uh, what's going to happen in November? So November, so right now things are shaping up to be a, a pretty massive Republican win. Uh, I've heard from as narrow as 25 to 30 seats uh, going all the way up to uh, you know, could be a generational level landslide uh, of, say, 80 plus seats. The one thing to keep in mind is that the two main midterm landslides uh, in our in recent years, you go back to 94, of course, the Republican Revolution with Newt. You look at 2010, the first midterm uh, or the, the midterm under President Obama. Um, those being the two biggest landslides, Democrats were leading on the generic ballot going into Election Day. Right now, Republicans are actually leading on the generic ballot in most cases. There are one or two outliers that have Dems slightly ahead. So if we're looking at those and we see where Republicans are pulling even better now than they were at this point in 94, 2010 – we could potentially have uh, quite a quite a tsunami uh, that comes across. Then obviously you'd have. Uh, so I think the House uh, is, you know, probably ninety nine percent locked that it goes Republican. Senate's a little bit trickier. Some of these seats are a little bit uh, tougher. I do think that the Republican nominee uh, wins and holds on. Uh, in Pennsylvania, same thing with Ohio. Uh, I think we're in, in good shape for holding both of those seats. Where it's going to turn, though, is as we look at a couple of these incumbents, whether it be Cortez Masto in Nevada, Mark Kelly in Arizona, Maggie Hassan in New Hampshire, where we still haven't figured out who are either who our candidates going to be or the Democrats don't look especially vulnerable at this point. But as you know, once the, the soil starts moving in such a, a landslide-type way like this, uh, then even someone who thinks that they're relatively safe heading into Election Day can find themselves a former member of the Senate. Hey, Jason, I'm out of time. I appreciate you coming on. We'll do it again, I hope. Thank you, sir. I really appreciate it. Okay, that's Jason Miller. He is the CEO of Getter. We'll be right back. This is John Stagerwald. You know, I used to think that all towels are pretty much the same, but I found out with my pillow towels, that's not the case. Towels just don't seem to dry anymore. They feel soft and lotiony in the stores, but you get them home and they don't absorb. Well, Mike Lindell at my pillow found out that around 2006, towels changed forever. They started importing them and adding softeners and other things to the cotton that made them feel good, but they didn't work. He found the best towel company right here in the USA, and they have proprietary technology to create towels that feel soft but actually work. They're they're all made with USA cotton. They come with the MyPillow 60-day money-back guarantee. You can get a six-piece set, two bath, two hand towels, and two washcloths made with USA cotton, soft and absorbent, regularly $109.99, now $39.99. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the towels. Enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087 for these great radio specials. My brother-in-law died suddenly. 
And now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call Select Quote at 1 800 690 4040. That's 1 800 690 4040. Or go to SelectQuote.com. 1 800 690 4040. That's 1 800 690 4040. Select Quote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. I'm about to compare a pepper shaker to a cash out refinance. Hang with me. You know when you're at a restaurant and they ask, would you like some fresh ground pepper? And then they crank that giant tube, but almost nothing comes out. For me, only a certain amount of time is socially acceptable to wait. I know that getting that pepper out might make my life better, but it just seems too impossible. And that's what we hear people say about the cash out refinance. People realize that the value of their home has gone up like hot pepper the last few years, leaving all this extra money sitting inside their home. But is it too hard to get out? It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage. If you're interested in cashing out the extra pepper in your home, we're good at doing all the work while you just sit back and relax. And often, your mortgage payment and years in the loan will stay the same. If you'd like to hear about your options, we are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Meadow Park Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to Animalist Consumer Access. Federal Corporate Animalist Number 1330. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. The John Steigerwall Show. AM 1250, The Answer. Well, we spent a lot of time talking about 2,000 mules here on the show last week. Uh, it's a Salem production, Salem Media production, and it's uh, done really well. And I'm seeing a lot of... Um, responses to it on uh, on um, Twitter these last couple of days. And I actually have not had a time to sit and watch the whole thing. I am going to do that tonight after the hockey game, after the Penguins and the Rangers. Um, but it's just stunning, the stuff that's in there, the clips that I've seen, the comments that I've seen. So if you haven't checked it out, check it out at uh, 2000mules.com. And... Uh, I think you'll be amazed. You may also be a little annoyed because you're going to see what happened, and it's not going to make you feel good. And you're not—it's not going to make you feel good about what might happen this coming November or November 2024. But check it out. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.